I'm Madison. And I'm Emily. And this is the Hockey Trash Gaps. Back from a very long hiatus. Back from the dead of Madison's COVID depression slump. Valid. But we back and in Colorado, like, permanently now. (laughs) We back, hockey is back, everything is great. It's going to be great when we Pepsi Center a lot this season, which is not only what we deserve, but what the abs deserve. Yeah, we're um, put so many miles on my car. It's be <laughs> It'll be worth it. <laughs> no regrets. Gonna have to start budgeting for so much more gas and also so much parking. This is fine. God, yeah. I heard parking at the Pepsi Center is, like, stupid now. Um I don't know. It's been a while since I've parked Half the time, there. I just go to the Elitch's lot, which I know is maybe more expensive, but also, like, it's easy to get there and nobody parks there, so... Yeah, it's probably easier to get out of, too, because getting yes. out of Pepsi Center is, like, oh, it's an adventure in itself. Cluster. And there's a public parking lot, like, across the street by the firehouse. Mm-hmm. That one's not too bad. I think that's only like $7 to park there. When I, back when I had season tickets, like five years ago. <laughs> Time is fake. Holy shit, yeah. Um, yeah, when we made our like first playoff run. Um, but in recent history, not first ever. This team is as old as me. I was not there for the first season. Um, but yeah, um, it was like 15 bucks to park. Those were the days. Now it's like 30, I think. Wow, that's horrifying. Hate that. But then again, I won't know because I will just park at work and walk because I work downtown now. <laughs> Perfect. I just like, when is RTV going to build me a light rail line that goes to Fort Collins or even just like somewhere north of Denver? Yeah. I can just take a light rail from somewhere north and not have to park. Yeah, I'm definitely going to experiment in, like, good weather um, with taking the light rail to and from work because I would save so much gas money. And, like, in rush hour, it would be, like, because I live, like, really close to a park and ride. So I'm like, this is my chance. Driving downtown is just... The, it's awful should be uh, the only worst place I've ever driven is probably like Los Angeles downtown which is never like, never that, drive that there internationally and how bad that is truly horrific yes because not only are the streets like confusing and there's a ton of hills and shit like also, people just randomly walk out into the middle of the street, and you just have to, like, deal with that. So. Super normal. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend driving in downtown Los Angeles. I would like to avoid that ever in my life. Yeah. Like, driving in LA is not fun in general, but, like, just don't go to downtown Los Angeles. Like, I mean, I guess if you're going to, a like, a hockey game at Staples Center, you would have to. Which, to be fair, that is the one nice part of downtown LA. It's like the area directly surrounding Staples Center. Good to know. 
very, very cool stadium with really cheap seats. Love that. That's going to be great for our West Coast. Yeah. That happens. I think it'll cost us more to, like, park than it will be to, like, go to the game, probably, because... The hockey's not like super popular in California and um I think they're gonna be better this year though. There's not much worse they can be. That's exactly. I think they they have potential to be good soon. I don't think they're gonna like break out totally this year, but I mean I think they have a better chance than either the ducks or the sharks. Oh, I think the Kings will be in the playoffs, but, like, not because they're good, because the West is really bad. <laughs> because the Pacific is a fucking joke? Yeah, like, who's going to go to the playoffs from that fucking conference? Like, Edmonton, probably, and Vegas. Yeah. Everything else, I'm like... Like, both of the wild cards in the West are going to the Central. Oh, yeah. And the Central's not as stacked as it has been in the past, either. No, so... Like, The West is interesting this year, for sure. Um, time will tell. I'm just so excited hockey season starting up again. And this is like a real season, because we've had, like, last season was a sham. Like, no offense. Yeah, the last two seasons are fake. Like, yeah. congrats to Tampa for going back-to-back, but also both of those cups are fake. Yeah. They did win them. Like, I'm not going to take away the wins from yeah. them. Oh, they won. But it was a fake season. Like, it was just fake. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's like, those are even more fake than all of the lockout seasons. Yeah. The lockout seasons, like, everything else sort of got back to normal. Once there were fans in the stadium once the yeah. season started. And, there like... a global pandemic. Uh, they were allowed to travel. So many things were different back back then, you know, when they weren't in a bubble or some weird shit. Do not take me back at all. Not interested. The best part about Avs games is that it's cold inside of the Pepsi Center. So, I won't be hot with my mask on. That is true. Also, do we even know what the uh, ball arena rules? No, we don't. Because I don't think they've said anything. I think the few pictures I've seen from people at preseason games, they were wearing masks. But I sure haven't heard anything. I know they're not requiring either a negative test or proof of vaccination, which right. kind of makes me angry because if yeah. fucking Buffalo can do it, we can't do Oh, okay. Well, you know what? They are doing the second best thing, which is everyone, regardless of vaccination status, anyone over two years old has to wear a mask at all times. Okay, it is everyone. Has yeah, to unless you're like actively eating or drinking in your ticketed seat. Okay, so it's what it was for playoffs last year. Yeah, and they are not allowing neck gaiters, bandanas, or face masks with vents. 
So they make you wear a real mask. That's yes. good. I feel positive about that. So that that's nice. That's good. Um, I'm glad they're requiring masks. I'm pretty sure there are places that just straight up aren't requiring anything. Yeah, it's been really, it was really weird when I, like, first moved back out here because, like, there's no, like, city or statewide or countywide mask policy. So, like, a lot of places don't require masks. Just a little weird because yeah. it was in Los Angeles. It was, like, they were really strict about it. Yeah, I know. I went to a couple concerts. I went to one in Denver and I went to one up here. And the venues required either a negative COVID test or proof of vaccination. And you had to be masked unless you were, like, actively eating or drinking. That's what I think uh, the policy should be. Yeah. Like, that would be my ideal policy for everywhere yeah. if I like made the point- rules. If you can't manage to get your ass vaccinated at this point, for reasons other than, like, you cannot find time to do it because you have a horrible job. Like, if you have elected to not get vaccinated, you just shouldn't be allowed to do things. Well, and also, like, at this point, it's so easy to, like, get a vaccine on the weekend, too. Like, go to fucking CVS and get one for free any day of the week. Like... And if, and if you can't get vaccinated for, like, a health reason, then, like, you probably shouldn't be out and about in a pandemic anyway. So, because that's very legitimate. Like, when people are like, I can't get vaccinated, I'm like, yeah, I feel really bad for you. <laughs> like, that sucks. Like, as someone who has had an allergic reaction to a vaccine before, like, it sucks. <laughs> like, do not recommend. My dog would stop licking my feet that'd be cool (laughs) oh well the season's starting it's starting like a few weeks late but i don't feel like that makes it fake because it's a full season and is it really actually starting that late i feel like it's maybe like a week or two like because reasonably they probably would have started the season either like on the first or the eighth because they tend to start on Fridays. Yeah. Instead um, of, like, the 13th or the 12th or whatever the first day of the actual season. Yeah. Or maybe it would have been, like, the 6th or whatever, but... So, it's, yeah, like, a couple weeks back, which is negligible. Yeah. So, and then they're going to the Olympics. Yes, the Olympics so are... slightly runs a little bit longer than it usually does. So I think that means free agency starts on July 10th instead of July 1st. If oh, I weird. want to say a thing, the Hockey Insiders tweeted out all of the relevant dates like a week or two ago, and I proceeded to pay zero attention to them. Yeah, I was going to say, I it is too early for me to be worrying about those dates just yet. Yeah. Like, I'm like, one thing at a time. <laughs> free agency doesn't start on July 1st. Um, speaking of the um, Olympics, um, I know for a fact that Gabe Landeskog has been named to the, the Swedish team. Yeah, so Gabe has been named to the Swedish team. So I think it's new this year, but each team had to submit three players who are absolutely going to be on the roster. 
And so uh, Canada was McDavid, Crosby, and not McKinnon, but Alex Pietrangelo. A choice. A bad choice, but a choice nonetheless. He's not the... Like, he'd make the roster. Yeah, like, he should be on the Olympic roster, but he's not the third best player out of Canada. Um, And then Team USA went with Austin Matthews, Patrick Kane, and Seth Jones. Like, Seth Jones might be the seventh best American defenseman. I don't know. The American team, I'm already confused by, and I'm not going to root for them anyway. Like, I'm probably just going to root for, like, Sweden. Like, I want to root for the U.S., but, like... They're already, like, 0.5 for three on players elected. Yeah. Also, like, Adam Fox was literally right there. He won the Norris. He's American. Why would you not put him on your roster? USA hockey is kind of a shit show, like, in general, which sucks, because, like, I want, we're, like, finally at a point where the U.S. is starting to rival Canada in terms of, like, the number of amazing, like, hockey players. But if... And, like, USA hockey is still a shithole. USA hockey is in charge. And uh, we're just gonna continue to get a clown show. Yeah. So that blows. Um, so Miko is on Team Finland. I think um, Sebastian Aho and somebody else. Don't remember who or Finland. Find out. Sweden was Victor Hedman and Gabe and somebody else. Cannot be trusted to remember three names. Um, trying to remember. I know most of the teams have announced theirs um, because I know Zemgis Gergensen's is one of the three named for Latvia because I'm not actually sure how many Latvian NHL players there are, so he might be the only one. For some reason, I'm having a hard time finding just like a list of who's going to the Olympics. Yeah, they haven't... There's um, no, like, centralized place to find it. Yeah, I think if you go to the Avs Twitter, I think they've maybe... Uh, yeah, I've seen the Avs talk about who, like, they who yeah, from the Avs is going. But I don't know how we're supposed to find out, like, who else is... Yeah. I think, um... Jacob Voracek was named to whatever fucking team he'd be on. I'm trying to think of who else I saw. But this seemed like random things on Twitter. I'm assuming Ovi is on Russia. I don't think I've seen the announcement for yeah. Russia yet. I would be surprised if he wasn't. I I would be surprised. I think he didn't Ovechkin get like injured recently. Like he got injured in a preseason game I think like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, on Friday, he uh, got a lower body injury, and he's day-to-day now. Like, oh, that's, like, imagine, like, being fucking Alex Ovechkin 
or having Ovechkin on your fucking team and him getting injured in the last fucking preseason game. Yeah. Brutal? Yeah. I mean, Frankie got injured in a preseason game, so we kind of understand that pain. But, like, it'd be more like if McKinnon got injured in a preseason game. Like, it's some, it's worse. Frankie plays, like, halves of two games and is injured. But, allegedly, it's not related to the double hip surgery he had last season. And he's only up three to four weeks. We can hope and pray. (laughs) Oh, God, because if he's not okay. And, like, he hasn't even had a chance to, like, get back into the swing of things. That's the worst part is I'm, like, I just wanted to, like, I don't even, like, I, uh, Kemper is predicted to be really good. So that's great. But I can't say that I'm confident in our goalie tandem because, like, it's been so long since Frankie's, like, actually played for us. Yeah, and I mean, Johansson wasn't too bad. What Once he got, like, into the swing of things, he was not terrible for the, like, seven games he played last season, but I'm not sure he's ready to be even a number two goalie, much less a 1B goalie. Yeah, no. And, like, yeah, his life's going to be easier playing behind fucking Kale McCarr, but we can't keep shots to zero every game. Like, that's just not feasible. Yeah, we can get pretty close, but at some point someone is going to get a shot on goal against us. Like, that's <laughs> that's going to happen during the 82-game season. <laughs> yeah. I guess we can uh, we can go through the roster for this season because it looks a little bit different. Yes. Um. So we 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 lost some boys. Yeah. Koi got drafted by Seattle. Grubauer signed there in free agency, and it was terrible. Yeah, that was uh rough and a big surprise like I think the whole kind of hockey world was like what the fuck with that signing <laughs> Joe Sackett was also like what the fuck which is why he gave up uh, let's see here Connor Timmons a 2022 first round pick and a 2024 conditional third um, which they only get if the abs win the cup this season and Kemper played in fifty percent of the game. So at least uh, like a prospect in a first round to get a goalie that day because otherwise you were gonna be left with fucking Martin Jones. <laughs> no <laughs> Oh yeah. No, it was rough. It was a rough time. Like that news the hit and I was like, What's happening? <laughs> the goalie carousel was spinning and it was scary. It was a yeah. wild time. So we lost John Scoy Grubauer to Seattle. Saad signed with the Blues, which is just unfortunate. Like, I could have coped with him leaving, but did he have to go to St. Louis? Yeah. Indivision is always rough, but then, like, the Blues, man. Like, I hate a few teams I hate more. Yeah. Um, 
Belly went to Tampa. So I'm glad that he'll be on a good team, but also I miss him. I miss Belmar every day. Um, we traded Ryan Graves so we wouldn't lose him in the expansion draft, which means we acquired Mikhail Maltsev. Don't know anything about him. Nope. But um, he sure is a boy. He's young. Graves, okay, like, as much as I wish we still had Graves, because I love my goth girlfriend, um, he looks really hot in the devil's uniform, I gotta say. It's a it, good look for it him. Is, it is very flattering. He's thriving. I mean, I, to be totally honest, I'm not sure there's a look that he doesn't look good in. That's very true, but he just, like, fits the aesthetic of, like... Like, if you saw Ryan Graves and you were like, oh, yeah, he's a professional hockey player, and you were like, oh, really? What team? And you were like, the Devils. You'd be like, yeah. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> that checks out. You know, like, it's just like, uh, really fits his vibe. Wish he was here, but if he had to go, at least it's, uh, I mean, the Devils do suck, so, like, I'm not, like, happy for him, but, you know. So I think that's. Everyone we lost who's like significant. It seems like half of the Eagles all went somewhere, but like everyone who played up at all last season, yeah, signed somewhere else. Um, and then we picked up Darren Helm from Detroit. Um, he's like a hundred years old. <laughs> and he's only thirty-four. Is that how that math works? Thirty-three? No, thirty-four. He's thirty-four. That's pretty old, especially, like, for a forward. He was, for for context, he was on the Red Wings the last time they won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's old. Like. He's not young. He old. I think Um, he, yeah, he is our only forward born in the 80s. Yes. By, like, a fair bit. I guess we have I guess um, Nas was born in 90 and Landy was 92. And that's, uh, yeah, everyone else is like 95, 96, 2000. For context, the only other players on our roster currently that were born in the 80s are Eric Johnson, who is like the resident old man of the Avalanche. Like, I love him, but like, yeah. that's his role. And fucking Jack Johnson, who, like, shouldn't be playing in the NHL. <laughs> so for some reason. Yeah, we'll get to that. You know, Jack looked at our roster, and he was like, you know. We could really we use Jack to Johnson. We with the blue line, because everyone's really worked up about how we were, you know, out physical by Vegas. So, you know, we're going to sign motherfucking Curtis McDermott, <laughs> who I don't think actually plays hockey, but don't worry, he's six five and 233 and he likes to fight yes he does that's he like does all i know about him and he's so he's a defenseman but there's an option to play him as a winger yeah i don't understand we don't have space for him on defense but we need to like have a good yeah. so um Welcome back to 1996, I guess. Yeah, for fucking real. Just everything about, like, 
his style of play is so like he's big and slow. Like, like it's is. like literally like fucking '80s '90s hockey. Like I can't believe that he's on our real life team right now. He's good at being big. The good news is all we gave up to get him from Seattle was a 2023 fourth round. I feel so, fine with that. I feel like that's acceptable. Also, we're paying him $875,000 a year. So he's basically not a cap hit, and we didn't really give anything up for him. So and, like, we're probably not going to lose him on waivers if we have to send him down to the Eagles. I would be head. very surprised if someone picked him up off of waivers. Had to be um, a very desperate team. Uh, we also signed Ryan Murray, who came from the Devils, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, came from the De- Devils. Don't know anything about him, but he's pretty, so people seem to be into that. And then, after he made these signings, Joe Sackick said, you know what, it's almost camp time, and I feel like we need some more grit on the blue line. You know who doesn't have a contract right now? Jack motherfucking Johnson. What if we gave him a professional tryout? Which is, like, bad enough, but, like, he got signed. Yeah, we did sign him to a deal. Uh, Which is asinine. I don't even care what the habit is. Like, he could cost zero dollars and I still wouldn't want him on our fucking team. I do just want to confirm that we're paying him, like, as few dollars as legally we are allowed to. I would fucking hope so. Let's see. Because the Penguins not only kept him, but overpaid him, which was a bad choice. He's not old enough to get the, like, 35 and older, like, 750k contract. Oh, no! We're paying him 750k. He's old. I think we're paying him literally league minimum. So at least we've got that going for it's us. What he, it's more than what he deserves, but like it's what he uh, deserves. Yes. Um, the only good thing about this is now we can make Johnson Johnson jokes because we have two Johnsons. We will not be playing them on the same pairing because... They're both old men. I, yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're both big guys who are more like defensively responsible and we have after our to go play with EJ. Although I guess they've been pairing Byram with EJ, which I'm not mad about. Like, I kind of love that. I like that. EJ's a great, like, mentor. He's so good. Like, I'm not saying he was directly responsible for how good Sam Gerard was when he got to the apps, but, like, it didn't hurt. Not at all. We love Eric Johnson on this podcast. That's our favorite horse girl. So excited that he's back. Yes. It's been 87 years. He has returned from the war. I swear to God, if anyone injures him, I will murder them myself. I respect it. What else has happened? Oh, Jared Bednar has COVID. Yeah, that was cool. The last two preseason games and hopefully will not miss any regular game. Yeah, I don't know what, like, any of the COVID policies are for the NHL this year, like, at all. Like, I just yeah, don't. I don't know. know what the, I know they, I know there are much stricter rules if you're unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. And teams are allowed to suspend you without pay if you 
miss games either because you're sick or because you can't travel because of like local restrictions because you chose not to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Which so I think that's is a whole fair. thing. There are most teams of unvaccinated people played the let's name and shame our unvaccinated players game. Yeah. So uh, everyone who wasn't vaccinated got publicly dragged. Mackenzie Blackwood for the Devils is uh, not currently vaccinated. He's their starting goaltender. Yeah. Will not be able to play nine games or however many it is they have in Canada. And that's not including if there are any of the U.S. cities that are that either like facility guidelines or state guidelines require. Which I think there are some in the U.S. I think there might, because I know, I mean, I know there are a handful of U.S. rinks that aren't letting spectators in if they're not vaccinated. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the same for players or not. Not sure. Um, there was a, there was an Islanders prospect who opted not to get vaccinated, um, so rather than sending him to the AHL, where he also wouldn't have been able to play, they mm-hmm. sent him to Sweden to a league where they're also required to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Sucks to suck, dude. Oh, and then Josh, Ar- Josh Archibald, who plays for the Oilers, opted not to get vaccinated, but that's less of a concern because is I think basically on LTIR at this point because mm-hmm. he has myocarditis from, from COVID. COVID. Get vaccinated, dipshits. Fuck. I just like don't, especially for athletes. I'm like fascinated by how you can be like watch like so many professional athletes that got COVID and have like se- have severe issues health problems because of it and then be like oh but I'm an athlete so I'm fine because it's like clearly like we have evidence that like that's not the case and he, I'm pretty sure so I think Alex Stalock got traded to Edmonton and he didn't play last season because he had myocarditis yes. from COVID and somehow Archibald saw that and was like mm, but it won't happen to me yeah but I guess he also at some, uh, pandemic and Jesus Christ. other, like, this is all fake shit. Tell that to your heart, bro. Like, did none of them hear about poor Marco Rossi and how he not only couldn't play, got sent home and, like, made his parents sleep in his room with him. Because he thought he was gonna die. die in the middle of the night. Like, I don't understand. There was, and I don't remember the whole story because I don't really follow baseball. I just, like, heard about it. Um, But there was a baseball player who, like, was, like, mostly, like, it was just, like, a cold for him. Like, he didn't get, like, super, super ill or get hospitalized or anything. And he still ended up with myocarditis. Like, he, like, like, you don't even have to have symptoms to end up with, like, awful ramifications. So it's just not worth the risk. 
detected more in athletes because more athletes are like getting heart screenings that regular people. Oh, absolutely, because like that's the only reason they caught it is because he like got screened and they were like, "Uh, what's up with your heart, dude?" So not not sure if it's a correlation or actually just or it's actually like a thing, but a lot of athletes are showing pretty severe heart problems following COVID, and there are still all these dudes who are like, but um, my body, my choice, which I only care about for this specific thing because I will take all sorts of drugs that I probably shouldn't be taking because some random med staff was like, here, take Coradol for eight months out of the year. That's super healthy and normal. Or all, like, how much, like, how many of the people who, like, are refusing to take the vaccine do you think, like, do cocaine? A non-zero number of them. Yeah, like, too many. Like, <laughs> this isn't even about me judging them for doing cocaine. This is just me being, like, can guarantee the vaccine safer than, like, a street drug. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we should talk about that. Robin Leonard, I don't know, he's been weird. He, like, went off on Twitter about, um... It started as a Jack Eichel discussion. Yes. It started with him going on a rant about how unreasonable it was that players don't get the final say in what medical procedures are done to them. And he, like, specifically called out the Buffalo medical staff. Because I guess when he was playing there, he had an ankle injury that he feels that they, like, wildly mishandled and had some pretty serious repercussions. And I, from looking at his tweets, it looked like he was almost sort of, like, partially blaming them for his later addiction because of all of the... Mm-hmm. had to take because they fucked up his ankle, like, the surgery and the treatment. But then that turned into a whole discussion about how he had just, you know, they kept giving him Ambien even though, you know, that wasn't really solving any of the problems he had and in rehab they were like, yeah, no, like, this is bad shit for you to be on and then that turned into discussing how a bunch of teams are apparently handing out drugs without prescriptions. Which, like, we all knew. Or, like, at least suspected, but now, like, we had someone in the league come out and say it. And then he... He was also just, like, talking about treatment of players, so he called Alexio a dinosaur and said he was horrible to his players. Which a bunch of... Which confused people, because people thought he was accusing Vigneault and, like, the flyer staff of handing out drugs like candy, which then he went back and was like, no, actually, that's like that was a separate issue. And it was like, oh, because that was a whole, like, shitstorm for, like, a day until it got clarified. He was like, like, fuck Elaine Vigneault, but, like, for completely different reasons. Yeah. And, I mean, he did tweet, like, they just hand this shit out like candy. And then, like, two minutes later, he's like, Elaine Vigneault is a dinosaur, and he's, like, really shitty to his players. People were like, clearly these two tweets are related. And they were then, not. I think some Philly beat reporter, I 
guess without a legit source, tweeted out that he had confirmed that the team had given Nolan Patrick a bunch of unprescribed drugs without, like, disclosing what they were after he had a concussion, and then he had to retract that the next day because it was false. Bad look for, uh... It turned into a whole thing. Yeah. Like, truthfully, I think at this point, it definitely distracted from the, like, maybe Jack Eichel should be able to choose his own medical treatment. But Which I do think is a fair argument. Like, I think it's absolute bullshit that the NHL is like, oh, well, we don't know what the short-term repercussions of this surgery are, so we're going to say no, even though we know that the long-term repercussions of the one we want you to get will result in you having issues later in your life. Like, At a bare minimum, you'll need another surgery. Yeah. Also, you could just basically be fucked for life. Like, that sucks. Like, surge, anytime you go under the knife, it's, like, potentially life-threatening. Like, in the Catholic Church, you can get your last rites for any surgery where you go under. Like, so. I mean, and, like, clearly neck surgery isn't something you want to go into without doing your research. Because, like, necks are important and fragile, but, like, And it's not even an issue of, like, it's an experimental surgery. It's just a surgery that hasn't been done on an NHL well, player. An the surgery's been around for, like, 20 years. I like, think it's, it's not like it's an unsafe, like, he's, like, asking to do something that's, like, not approved or whatever. Like, yeah. this is, like, he's just asking to do something different than every hockey player has had done. And the I mean, league it's is... It's done on other professional athletes. It just hasn't yeah. been done on a hockey player. Yes. But that's a whole... It's asinine. Thing. And, like, he's not going to play for them this year anyway, so... No. Yeah, I mean... I can't believe they haven't traded him. Like, it's asinine. Well, so it... From everything I've heard, including, like, all of the Buffalo reporters and everything, basically the issue is Buffalo wants value for trading a first-line center generational player. And teams are looking at this as this is an injured player who will hopefully return to being a top-line center, but because he hasn't had surgery and hasn't returned to the ice, we don't know. So that's an unknown quantity, and we're willing to offer you something for him because if he has surgery and it goes well, if he comes back and he's Jack Eichel again, we just got a, like, face of the franchise, generational, first-line center, like, build our team around this kid. But if he doesn't, you know, maybe he comes back and he's, like, he's a second-line center, like, he's fine. Or even he just comes back and he's, like, a first-line center, but he's not a generational talent. Like, yeah. we don't know. Like, it's an, it's unknown. And I think that's fair for other teams to be, like, we're not going to trade as if this is a healthy Jack Eichel, because I yeah. think that's an absurd ask for Buffalo to have right I, now. It is absurd, since he's not healthy, but I think Kevin Adams feels so much pressure to get a good return, because, I mean, they they tanked for two years to get Jack Eichel. 
and now they have to get rid of him and like there's no way he wins this trade but he needs to not like dramatically lose it and right now like there's no way he doesn't lose yeah and on like a purely sort of selfish standpoint if they fucking let him get his surgery, if he was back, he'd probably be on the Olympic roster. Like, probably they would have been like Austin Matthews, Jack Eichel, fucking mm-hmm. Seth Jones. But no, now he like probably won't get to play in the Olympics, and this may be his only shot because who knows if they'll be going in four years. So. Fuck. I feel like, so bad for him. Yeah. At what point does USA Hockey try to, like, get some leverage on this? And they're like, hey, we would like a national team player. Let the band have surgery. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand all the, like, legal ramifications and shit, but. Yeah, I. I just feel for him. And I I felt bad for him having to play for the Sabres all this time. But, like, this whole situation is such a disaster. Yeah, I mean, the, the Sabres did not put him in an environment to thrive and that's not even like it was a shitty team so nobody was thriving like they took him he was fucking 19 years old they're like uh congratulations you're captain of this sinking ship have fun like that's not i don't understand teams that feel the need to make their best player the captain sometimes they are not, like, not every best player is Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Like, I, straight up, Nathan McKinnon has said he doesn't want to be a captain, and thank God, because he would be a fucking terrible captain. Like, I think he's good as an A. Like, he's a leader on the team, whether or not he has a letter at all. Like, people are going to look up to him. But, first of all, if he was in charge of talking to the media all the time. Or the refs? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Under no circumstances. Yeah. Every time someone's like, McKinnon should be captain, not Landeskog, I'm like, alright. Like, let's watch a McKinnon meltdown and think about that again. During all of the contract discussions, they're like, oh my god, Landis is not gonna sign, he's gonna go to Seattle, and they're like, who's gonna be captain if he goes? And everyone's like, well, obviously it's gonna and we're like, no, <laughs> cannot be me. Like, like, I love Nathan McKinnon, but no. Alex Newhook, the keys to the kingdom today. They'd be like, Nathan McKinnon, captain of the Colorado Avalanche. Like, no. Not I would a- fucking give Jack Johnson the captaincy over <laughs> Ugh, What a disaster. Also, like, let's all say... A prayer of thanks to whatever deity, whether that be Joe Sackick or, like, an actual <laughs> religious deity, uh, that Landis Cog signed with us and didn't go to Seattle, because I would have I, died. I know there was word out in, like, the media that he was frustrated with how contract discussions were going and everything, but realistically, I don't think he was going to go anywhere else unless Sackett was like, look, you can have 
three years at four point six million or nothing, and then he'd be like, "Oh fuck you, I." Seattle also could have drafted him though, because he was unprotected. I don't think he was. I'm pretty sure because we did. So EJ was EJ waived his no move, so we could do three D. I don't think he was because he wasn't um under contract. Yet. So it was, yeah, he wasn't protected. So, like, they could have taken him and had, like, the sole rights, and they didn't, which was kind of a surprise to me. Well, they also, I mean, I think... Because they're... It kind of seemed like they expected they were going to have Landeskog on the Kraken. Like, a lot of the decisions the Kraken made, like, really seemed like... Yeah, I don't know. Because I think the problem is, like, they could have drafted him, but he's a UFA, so he's not obligated to do shit with them. No. Even if he, they have, like, they basically just would have gotten an extra week or two to, like, try to sign him before yeah. he talked to someone else. So, like... That probably would have been a bad plan, and I think that's why he wasn't protected. Oh yeah, no, it made sense that they left him unprotected. Like if they draft him, all he has to do is say, uh, "I don't want to be here," and then leave later. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they got that done. They got Kale McCarr signed. He's gonna be like everyone talks about what a steal Nate's contract is right now, and like that's because they signed Nate before he was Nate in it. Yeah, like, he was just like some that, kid from had, Canada. He had some like pretty down years before they signed it, and like when he and Tyson Berry had their magic contracts, that was like a reasonable deal. And then he turned into Nate and Nate, and now it's like, wow, he's criminally underpaid. I can't believe he's only making six point four million dollars instead of like fourteen million. Yeah, his next contract's gonna be fucking insane. But like. Fucking Seth Jones is going to be making more than Kale McCarr next year, which is hilarious because I would rather have like McCarr's left foot on my team than Seth Jones. Seth Jones hasn't looked super great the past few years. Well, and I mean, probably he'll bounce back and like he won't. I hope. I hope so. Last year. But I feel like, honestly, everyone got super high on him when, in the bubble, there was that 5 OT game, mm-hmm. and he played 59 minutes or whatever in the in during that game, and everyone was like, oh, God, Seth Jones played so many minutes, he's the best defenseman in the world. Like, I don't think that's true, but... Whatever makes you happy, I guess. Yeah. Should we go down the roster? Yeah, might as well. All right, let's let's do this thing. Um, We've got Andre Burakovsky. We know him. We love him. Yeah, we love him. JT Comfer, who we know and hope is better than he was last year. I'm, I'm hoping has a rebound here. They played him a fair bit in preseason stuff. A lot of times with, like, kids, and I don't know if that was to try to give all of the kiddos somebody with a little bit of experience, or if that was a, like, get your ass in here and we're fucking sending you to the Eagles. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because, yeah, Comfort had, like, a couple really good seasons, and then 
the last two, which were admittedly fake seasons, he wasn't super great. So it's like, I don't know, I'm curious to see what we get. Because I think he he has potential, but, I mean, even his underlying numbers last season were not Not great. good. It was not I good. I think he bounced back a little bit in the playoffs, but, like, he's not in a position where he can afford to be just a playoffs guy. Like, yeah. he has to earn a spot on the roster before he can worry about what his playoff performance looks yeah. like. Um, we have Darren Helm, who... Old man. Sure has played a lot of hockey in his life. Yeah. <laughs> Tyson Jost, who we know and love and also are hoping for a bounce back here. I also, I... I know he has expectations as a 10th overall, but I feel like at this point we maybe just need to accept that he's a third line guy slash maybe second line at best. Yeah, he's like, like a middle six dude. Like that's yeah, just he's what he is. Just not gonna be a, a a top six. I'm like that's fine, but people need to like let go of their this was a tenth overall expectations. Yeah, Nazem Kadri is still on the team. As long as he doesn't get suspended in the fucking playoffs. Yeah. I feel they, good about he it. Had a, he had a, I mean, he wasn't a press conference about that, but he had post-practice or post-preseason game media availability, and they talked about that. And I guess he and Bednar and Joe all had sort of a conversation about that. You know, he, I mean, he said it before he, you know, started playing in Colorado, but he promises it won't happen again. So Yeah, just don't hit anyone in the fucking head during the playoffs, please. Or like ever. Or like, ever yeah. You know. Ideally just never. And maybe this is just because I like him, but I do feel like this time it was at least more of an accident than some of his previous infractions. Yeah, it was he deserved a suspension for sure, but like I don't think that was as malicious as some people are painting it out to be. Like, yeah, I don't think he did it on purpose. I think it was just a bad, a hit gone wrong. Yeah, I that, think like, you know, he probably still could have pulled that hit, but he wasn't targeting the head. At least I don't think so. It didn't, that, it, was, it didn't give me, like, Tom Wilson headhunting vibes. Yeah. And I could be biased. So, yeah, like, exactly. I, like, like, I will fully admit that I just really like Nam Kadri and, like, if I can find a way to, like, not see him as the villain, and I'm going to not see him as the villain. Yeah. Um, the captain, Gabe Landeskog. Love of my life. Also, obviously, Nathan McKinnon. It's not going anywhere. Mikhail Maltsev, who came in... We talked about him earlier. Don't really know anything about him. I think he's played a handful of games from Jersey and, like, had yeah. some potential, but... Uh, Jason Magna, who we know... He, he just put on waivers. Oh, got put on waivers? I was gonna say, we know him from the Eagles, because that's yeah, what he does. And he's... A guy that gets called up sometimes. Yeah. Like, that's what he is. <laughs> he can slot into the fourth line and, like, Fine. Yeah. Uh, Alex Newhook, who I'm excited to see 
play some like real games. Yeah, I guess he didn't have a great camp, and mm. so Bednar had a like come to Jesus talk with him. Was like, look, if you expect to be making opening night roster, like I gotta see something more from you. So we'll we'll see. We still got a few more days before that final roster is settled. I'm curious as to like how much the roster is gonna change. Um, since Bednar has COVID, like, and he hasn't been, like, on the bench for the last few games, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's got game tape and he'll talk to the other coach, like, all the assistant coaches and everything. Yeah. It does, it does make you wonder. And I, I feel like that's gotta put a damper on the hopes of anyone who was, like, hoping to prove themselves in those last two games. Yeah. Because, like, they But also, miss- I feel like if you're entire odd of, like, making the team hinged on one more preseason game. Not great. Not a good luck in the first place. already, like, pretty borderline. And, I mean, there are always going to be injuries. There are always going to be guys mm-hmm. going up and down. Yeah. So we have big Val Nishushkin is back. Choo-choo. Hyped for another year with him. Uh, Logan O'Connor. We know him. We love him. Love of my life. Such a fan. I love O'Connor so much. Yeah, I'm hoping he plays more consistently this year and like gets in a group. Because I think, I mean, he's not going to be a, a first line player, but like, no, nah. I think he can do some damage in the bottom six. Yeah, I think he can own a spot on the roster. Like, I think that's something he's capable of, and I want for him. Not to like sound like a hockey man TM, but like that is a boy with spirit. Like he goes into the corners, and he does whatever needs to be done, and he does not quit. Like you never see Logan O'Connor coming off a shift, and you're like, I didn't really notice what he was doing out there. Like if he's on, no, the he night, makes he a name for himself. Mm-hmm. Which I love. Uh, yeah, he's great. Um, Sampo Ranta for right now is up with the team so that's exciting. I guess he's had a really good camp, which is exciting because he was kind of invisible for the, like, couple games we had him up. Yeah. Now, yeah, and then Miko Rantanen. Uh, obviously, we know and love. I hope he's... I'm not saying he was bad last season, but it was not his best season. It was a fake year. And it was a fake year. So I'm hoping we get more, like, star Miko Ranton in this but year. But I, mean, I think he was still the... Oh, he wasn't bad by, like, he any means. Like, yeah, no, he, he wasn't bad. He was a really down production year. So, like, Miko was the guy with the story numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what that top line can do in a real season. Yes. Yeah, that's... Mo- that's, uh... Yeah, because, like, Nathan McKinnon looked, like, fucking incredible last fake season, and so I'm excited to see what they can put together in a, a real Please season. God, can we get Nate to 100 points this year? Can we Please, it's what he deserves. I don't think he really gives a flying fuck, but, like, but I do. I, <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> I think he's been pretty good. I mean, the 
preseason games have been really fucking inaccessible, so it's hard to know. But yeah, and preseason in general, just like yet. it's like definitely benefits like coaching staff and the players. Like I'm not shitting on the existence of preseason, but like for a fan watching preseason, it's really hard to glean that much from it because they're not playing like like usually like the team that's traveling isn't sending their like top players because they aren't going to send them traveling right now so they're playing like basically an AHL team and then like then you add in the fact that like if you're lucky there's a like like YouTube stream of the game seriously they're impossible to watch was on altitude a couple of them were just not televised at all. Yeah, there was there was one that yeah, there were a few that like you just couldn't. Yeah, there there were radio broadcasts, but there was no video. And as someone who loves to listen to radio broadcasts of hockey, like I do it regularly and like there's nothing wrong with it, but when that's the only option, like that blows. Cuz I like if I listen to a game, I want to be able to watch highlights when I get home, you know? Yeah. And especially when I don't know half the players because they're Eagles or they're, you know, guys we got on PTOs or whatever and so like I don't know anything about them like I'd like to be able to see more than just like hearing when they're involved in a play. Yeah. So we'll see. Because, so I think Baron is young enough that if we don't have him on the roster I think we have to send him back. To yeah I think he'd be back in Quebec. Yeah I, I don't think he can go to the Eagles yet. So, we'll um, see. I don't know if they'll play him, you know, short of his nine games and then send him back, or if they'll... Yeah, who knows? We do... We Defense is where we're, like, not great on players right now. Yeah. We have very, very talented defensemen, but, like, the bottom pairing is kind of a question mark. Yeah. In addition to Baron, we have Bo Byram. Excited to see him. I'm excited for him to hopefully get some like actual games because he had a decent stretch and then he got COVID and then he came back for a game and got a concussion and then he was out and I think yeah, maybe if we had made a deeper playoff run he might have made an appearance but I don't know. I don't know if they were really going to be like hey dude, you haven't skated in like Let's go yeah. play. I hope play he gets to, like, actually play, like, especially since it's, like, a real season and also, like, I doubt he gets COVID again Yeah, this season, so. Yeah. I think right now, if everyone is healthy, they've got him paired with EJ as a third pair. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, we have Dennis Gilbert. Waved him on Friday. Never so mind. Eagles. Um, Dennis Gilbert's claim to fame is I think he's played like nine NHL games and had five fights in those nine games. That is a claim to fame. I don't know if it's a claim to fame I want on my team, but it's a claim. Okay, but he's the one who went and fucked up Keegan Colasar after he hit Byron High and cussed him. Yeah, that was cool. So, like, maybe sometimes I don't hate it as much as I should. 
oh, no, I definitely do not hate fighting as much as I should. Like, logic part of my brain is like, this is bad. And then, like, monkey brain is like, fight, fight, fight. Like, <laughs> Especially when it's a, like, revenge thing. If it's oh, like, yeah. You fucked up and you have to answer for it. Like, not to, again, be a hockey man PM and talk about the code. Like, the code, you know? Like, yeah, like, it's awesome when people, like, beat up Tom Wilson. Like, I love to see it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, that time Nathan McKinnon got in a fight because someone hit, was it Nico? It was Gerard. Gerard, it was Gerard. That, that slap. That was cool. Yeah, who was it? It was, like, well, that was a while ago. Somebody just, like, ran Saya. I think because they thought he had caused some problem. But yeah, Nate went in and then EJ went in and like... It was it was beautiful. And then Nate got like kicked out of the game, but the game didn't really matter that much. So no one was like that upset about it. And like in, even in the post game, like Bednar was like, like, do we want Nathan McKinnon to be kicked out of games? No. But, like, that's just how tight-knit of a team we are, man. Like, our star player was like, don't fuck with my teammates. Like, if you take a run at our tiny little, like, child... This was years ago, so he was literal child, Gerard. Like, this was not... that was the first season we had him. I'm pretty sure. So he was, like, 20 or 21. Baby. Yeah, like... Somebody on the Coyotes just, like dropped him, and Nate and EJ were like, everyone on the ice is going to die now. <laughs> like, if you are in a Coyote uniform, square the fuck up. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I literally keep that hockey fight face pulled up on my phone at all times. I love that for you. <laughs> That's why you know all the details. I was like, damn, like, I mean, it lives rent-free in my head for sure, but like... I have that That's my favorite! Whenever someone's like, why are you so into hockey? I'm like, alright. And then I pull up that Landis Cog, Braden Chen fight, and I'm like, watch this. And then they're always like, okay, I can get into this. (laughs) Iconic. Anyway, uh, speaking of our defensive core, Sam Gerard is back again. La Tornade. I think they have him paired with Murray right now. Interesting. EJ. Love of my life. Scott the A. We love to see it. I'm so glad he's back. Back. He also scored two goals in one of the preseason games, and I did get emotional about that. I just want him to have a good season. Like... I just want him to play the whole season, and I just want, like, good things I mean, I to happen. Like, <laughs> he's not injured in the playoffs for once in his life. Yeah, that would fucking, uh, that would rip, but also unheard of. <laughs> if there is a god who loves us, they will let EJ get through this season and make it to the playoffs uninjured. Fingers crossed. Jack Johnson. Yeah, the less said about that, the better. Um, uh, Curtis McDermott, we talked about him. He's big. That's large, large boy. For him, he's real big. 
Jacob McDonald. He was pretty decent last season. He's not... He's a decent, like, call-up. I don't know that I love him as, like, a full-time NHLer. As of right now, he could prove me wrong. he's fine to be our seventh D. Like, I think he's fine to sort of slot in when we need him. Although, I don't know at what point you say it's more valuable for him to be getting minutes with the Eagles and, like, not riding the bench. And then we just call him up when we need him. Yeah, I yeah. Those I think are like the best Jack spots Johnson, for him, though. Jack Johnson is going to be Jack Johnson, whether or not he's getting minutes. So, like, if he has to, if he's a healthy scratch nine games out of ten, like, I feel like we still know what we're getting if we put him on the ice. Yeah. I don't know that we're in that same position with Jacob McDonald. That's a good so. point. Yeah. Uh, we have Kale McCarr, probably the best defenseman in the league. If he's not, if he doesn't get hurt this season, or at least he doesn't miss more than, like, a couple games, I don't know how you don't, you absolutely put him in marker for a top three Norris vote, but I feel like at this point you basically just, like, start. Yeah, if he makes it through the season, like, just pencil him in. Yeah, like, he's, I, I don't know how he's not the Norris winner if he plays the full season, because that's. Literally the only reason Adam Fox won it last year and he didn't was because he missed 14 games in a 56-game season. Yeah. And, like, if he missed 14 games in an 82-game season, that might still be enough to, like, push him out of first place. So missing, like, a quarter of the season is, I guess, a reasonable reason to not get because it's not like his play wasn't Norris caliber, because it absolutely yeah. was. I think it's just, you know, they didn't have proof that he could sustain it for a whole season. Or the, the full whatever big ass nonsense he saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Murray, who we know very little about. Uh, Devon Taves, who is good when he's healthy. Yeah, so he's missing the first. I don't know if we actually have a like official time frame on it, but he's missing some time at the beginning because he had, I think, shoulder surgery over the summer. So he's been skating with the team, but he's still not cleared for contact. So that's part of the reason we have like 417 defensemen on the roster right now. Yeah, it's mostly like who's gonna fill in. Somebody gotta fill in. Yeah. Once we have him back, I will feel more confident in our defense. I would agree. It's just a little, it's a little, like, weird right now. And I feel that way about goalies, who are next. So. I don't know if you've looked at Dom's season previews. Not time, yet. But the abs, when we have Makar and Taves as a pairing, it is, like, unreasonably better than any other defensive pairing in the NHL. That doesn't surprise like, me. You cannot even touch their value as a defensive Devon Taves, only Taves that matters in the NHL. Hashtag back. Hashtag don't. Do not at me about this. These are facts and I will not change my mind. Same. Francois is injured. Caught injured in a preseason game, which... Blows. Yeah, uh, unclear whether or not it was related to the fact that he got run by some fucking 
dude on Vegas? Question mark. I don't even remember who it was, but like, yeah, preseason games like, do yeah. not make that much of a mark in my mind. I just like running a goalie is always bad. Like that's always don't do goal. it. It's shitty but as fuck. Running a goalie in preseason is just so fucking unnecessary. Anything that could possibly, like, injure another player in preseason is, like, unacceptable. Like, it's such a shitty fucking move. Like, I was listening to the radio for that game, and Connor McGahey was about to burst a blood vessel with how upset he was. Just, like, reading about it and, like, it, like, made me mad. Like, I just, like, because I got notifications about all the preseason games. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't able to, like sit down and watch them because like sorry to the hockey world but I'm just not gonna like schedule my life around preseason hockey games um so like I already schedule my life around an 82 game season like (laughs) I just can't six more nothing games like yeah I just can't do it um so yeah I have not seen much of preseason i've seen like i followed coverage of it but i haven't watched much of it with my own two eyes uh, johansson so he's out we have Johansson. he's not awful he's not who i want as my nhl goalie <laughs> yeah i i think he's a solid choice for a third string Definitely don't want him starting games. Like, that's not good. Yeah. As, as somebody, you have to put in, you know, like, in the soft games so your starter can get rest. Like, not super stressed out about that. And he did, like, he got better through the, like, seven games we played him last season. He's also young. I don't think I realized how young yeah, he is. No, he's, he's my age, and 26 is really young for a goalie. Yeah, so I mean, I I do think if we, the problem is he's not waivers exempt, so to get him playing time, we'd have to put him on waivers, and I feel like the goalie situation in the whole league is so chaotic. Yeah, right I now, wouldn't so want to fuck with that. Really do that. But I do think with a little bit of development, like we could turn him into at the very least a solid number. Yeah, no, I, I think he's got potential for sure. He's not who I want starting games for us right now. Um, luckily, that doesn't seem like it'll be the case. Once Frankie's healthy and he's, like, our actual third string, I'm going to feel good. <laughs> yeah. And then we have shiny new to our team, Darcy Kemper. Who is, who, like, really good. He's, I mean, people were a little anxious about this because he has a reputation for being injury prone yes which he did miss a big chunk of games but somebody broke it down and over the last three seasons i think he and grubauer played basically the same number of games yeah i'm not like i understand the concern but like i'm okay with it like when they were like we got kemper i was like ah, like i mean if we had to replace grubauer like that's a decent way to do it do people not realize or like remember that in the bubble, he was the only reason the Coyotes, first of all, made it into yes. the actual playoffs. Like, and the Coyotes aren't good. good. Like, that's and the other thing. Like, yeah. the Coyotes aren't a good team. So I'm really excited to see how well he can play with, like, 
you know, fucking Kale McCarr in front of him. Like, I think he's really fucking talented goalie. And, like, the NHL, I think, ranked him as, like, third in the league. Yeah. Um. And so, he's I, he's good. Take NHL network rankings with a grain of salt. Absolutely. But, like, still, like, he's, like, he's people that... He didn't sweep the Coyotes in the bubble. Yes. Like, he is the... Because we were putting up, like, 65 shots a game on him. Like, I don't know how you can watch, like, our games against Kemper in the past and not think that he's a really incredible goalie. Because I remember, like, you and I would text each other every time that, like, he'd be playing and we'd be like, come on, dude, like, let us score! <laughs> yeah, let's see, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull his, let's look at his uh, playoff. His, I mean, goalie, I don't know, I have a hard time with goalies. I feel like it's kind of witchcraft as to whether or not they're good. Oh, like, absolutely. I definitely, like, I can't look at a goalie and be like, oh, yes, their positioning is good. Like, I don't know. Um, but so let's here we go. Um, his 2019-2020 playoff stats. Um, yeah, uh, he saved 305 out of 334 shots he faced for a 9.13 save percentage. Behind the Coyotes. Yeah, behind, like, Oliver Exton, Larson, and... Like, a team that, like, wouldn't have even been in the playoffs if it was a normal year. I genuinely don't even think I can name another defenseman who was on the Coyotes that year. Connor Garland's a defenseman. No, I think he's a forward. Lawson Krause, is he a defenseman? I really, like, my knowledge of the Coyotes is slim. I know they have Phil Castle. I was gonna say I was like I Phil Kessel, but I know he's not a defenseman, and that's about all I've got. Yeah, I have. No they have really cool jerseys. Yeah. Also, that was his first playoff appearance since the 2014-2015 season, when he played one game with the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, and that's probably because you know he played for the Coyotes and they suck, so oh, they didn't go to the playoffs. Also, in relief that game, he faced nine shots. Yeah. That guy, I think he's good. I, yeah, like, I'm. It, he'll be a, a decent starter, especially with such a talented team in front yeah. of him. I mean, he has 242 games played, 106 wins. He has 20 shutouts in his career, which is pretty cool. cool. Um... His career save percentage is a 9.17. His career goals against average is 2.47. Um, yeah, last last season he was a 9.07 for the season, but also like as we discussed, Arizona doesn't have a defense, so or a that team was part of it. He was a 9.28 in the 2019-2020 season. Also, last season was fake, so, like, how much stock can we put in those stats? Especially when, like, they were a departure from his normal. Yeah. He, I mean, I'm, all of, like, a lot of his less than ideal time has been with teams that are just, like, a fucking defensive vacuum. Yeah. 
it's very tough for a, a goalie to be the entire defense, as we've seen. Yeah. I mean, but he was still, he was a 925 and then a 928 in the 2018-2019 and 2019-2020 seasons. He also played 55 games for the Coyotes in 18-19. So, hopefully we get a revival of 28-year-old Darcy Ember. We can, we can certainly hope. I still can't believe we fucking signed Jack Johnson. I'm still so mad I about mean, it. It's just fucking talkers. I cannot. Straight up not having a good time. So... I think that's uh, that's the news, right? Like, should we move on to talking about the real games? Uh, yeah, let's do it. There's like real games coming this yeah. week. Opening night happening Wednesday. Yeah, uh, it'll be on TNT, so it'll be pretty easy for everyone to watch um, compared to what it's on altitude. Um, Well, I hope we beat them into the ground. Yeah. But well, you have flurry, which might mean they have a fighting chance. I don't know, man. We'll see. I fucking hate the Blackhawks. I hope we just eat them alive. Trash well, organization. Fucking franchise to the ground. Everyone involved should just. Frankly, they should just all be summarily executed. Like it's just not even worth. Hey. It's fucking. Stan Bowman is the GM of the uh, Olympic team. Yeah. They're like, you're under investigation for, like, covering up sexual abuse of your players by one of your employees, but it's fine. You can be in charge of the Olympic team. This league is a fucking, like, hockey in general is just a fucking joke. Like, ah. On Saturday, we play St. Louis at 7 instead of 8, which is nice because I do hate 8 p.m. starts. Oh, God, I'm so mad. I know. And that's even later in Chicago. Like, Chicago is in Central Time. So I, I know. Nine for them. I, like, it's you know, going like, to go to midnight for, like, anyone who's stupid enough to be a Blackhawks fan. So I think it's probably because they're doing... So I'm assuming TNT is doing a doubleheader. They're doing a doubleheader. TNT is doing Rangers and Caps at 5.30. So 7.30 Eastern. So that's why we're at 8. So TNT can do the back-to-back and have both those games. And it's like opening night or whatever. So like I yeah, get it, but like I still don't like it. I actually, though, I might be able to watch that whole game on TV because I will probably be back from work pretty close to around that start time. Oh, there you um, go. Um, I'm going to the Saturday game. Walk the Blues. Yeah. I hope we win both of those games. Hate both the teams. They're both division rivals. Like, let's fucking... Let's go. 
people. I feel good about both of those games too. Like I, I don't think I the. Mean, I don't think St. Louis is going to be as bad this year as they were last year because, like, theoretically, most of their injured players should be healthy again. Yeah, St. Louis was atrocious last year, and I think that they, like, have a fighting chance. I think both of these teams have a fighting chance against us, but, like, I still think we have the edge. Yes, I would fully agree. I would, I think the edge should win those games, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the teams was able to pull out a win. But they better not, because they're first two home games, and I think we should win both of them, uh, because I hate the other teams. Also, the, I guess it's technically the second game of the season, but we do have the Battle of the Expansion Teams on Tuesday night. Oh, shit. Seattle at Vegas. That'll be interesting. I mean, I'm... Probably Seattle will get smoked, but who knows. Yeah, because Vegas is, like, definitely going to the playoffs, and, like, Seattle's, like, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Like, everyone thought Vegas was, like, mediocre, and then they weren't. And, like, I feel like the Kraken don't look good. But, like, I don't know. Maybe we're all wrong. The problem is they don't have anyone who can score. Like, they're... I, I really don't see them being good. They're like depending on Jared McCann to, like, put the pocket back. Like, I, I love Jared McCann, but, like, yeah. But, like, I don't think you can count on Jared McCann to carry the and I mean, they've got, they've got good goaltending, and they've got a pretty solid defense. So maybe they're just going to lose all of their games 2-1. to one. But I just... I just... And I mean, maybe somebody has a wild Bill Carlson breakout here and scores 40 goals when they've never come close. You can never say with confidence that that won't happen. Yeah. And I mean, they do... You know, I don't know if they're going to have the same... Because Vegas' whole thing that first season was they were the Golden Misfits. And they mm-hmm. were, you know, chip on their shoulder. You know, they've got a grudge because their team didn't value them enough. And, like, let's go into that barn and, like, shove it down their throat so they let you go. And I don't know if the Kraken have that level of, like... I mean, maybe they will. Maybe they will have that level of camaraderie. Like, we don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it seems like the team gets along really well. I just don't know if they'll have that same mindset. Because Mm -hmm. it seems like they... No GMs did the, like, crazy protectionless acrobatics with, like, trades and back alley deals to, like, save the one guy. So I don't know if people here are going to have the same grudge of, like, I feel like almost everyone was like, yeah, I kind of knew. Like, I knew I wasn't going to be protected. Like, I kind of saw this coming. Yeah. Well, we shall see. But I do not have, like, super high hopes for the Kraken. I I think, realistically, there's a good chance they make it to the playoffs because the rest of the Pacific fucking sucks. Yes. I do think they have playoff potential. I don't think they're going to make the cup run. (laughs) Like... Um, yeah. I could be wrong. Even, yeah, so... Like, who the fuck thought that the Habs were going to make a cup run last year? Fake season, but, you know, still. Yeah. Yep. Roll your Yeah. 
It's a, a very exciting season ahead of us. I think we're still considered cup contenders. It does kind of suck, not to like end on a bad note, but like I we're not as good as we were last year, which kind of sucks. But I still think compared to like well, the league at large, we still have the like up front talent. Yes, you know, we still have like undeniably the best five-man unit on the Oh, audience. yeah. We've got our top line and our top defensive pairing. Like, when they're healthy. fucking stacked up front. We just... We lost depth. have the same, like, secondary scoring and, like, yeah. bottom guys that we used to. We're not bad by any means. Like, we're still great and probably one of the best leagues in the... The best teams in the league. But it just... It's kind of bittersweet because, like, last year's team was so fucking good. We yeah. didn't win it. Um, but I, I think we're still seen far and wide as cup contenders this year. So, fingers crossed. We make a deeper run this year. And if we don't... I'm going to cry. I think this is, this is Bednar's last year on if, his current contract. And the, if we don't make a deep run, I think he's out. The extension talks have already started. But I wouldn't be surprised if nothing was finalized until after the playoffs. And I do feel like if it's another second round exit, things could get ugly for him. I don't know that they'll necessarily say, you know, you know, contract talk stops here, like have a nice life, Jared. But it may be sort of a look. We'll give you one more year, and like Mm -hmm. this is your your show me contract or whatever. I love Bednar, and, like, I believe that he can do it. Um, so, we'll, I, I hope it works out for him. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And I know it's, like, sort of a fake narrative, but everyone's, like, um, you know, you, you have to have the heartbreak before you can... Yeah, I hate that narrative. And, you know... Three straight second round losses is our heartbreak or whatever. I guess. I mean, they were certainly heartbreaking for me to watch, so I can't imagine what they were like for the team. My heart was sufficiently broken. Yeah. Um, I shed a lot of tears when the abs were out. Oh, God. Yeah, that was a bad night. Yeah, not a good time. Frankly, it was... That series was bad from game two. Like, I know we won game two, but we sure looked like we were trying not to. Yeah, we did not look good that whole series, which made it, like, worse. It was, like, even more painful to watch because you were like, why are they doing this? <laughs> like, But hockey's back, y'all. Hockey so exciting. So exciting. I cannot wait. It's going to be so fun to restructure my entire life around um, favorite time of the year I love a whole year the whole where I'm like people are like oh do you want to like hang out and do this thing and I'm like uh no I'm sick and they're like boo you whore and then I sit at home and I watch a hockey game and said time honored tradition the life of Madison <laughs> yes <laughs> like so you're like uh sorry I can't do anything on these five days because of reasons. Reasons. Top secret. 
I'm gonna need like significantly advanced warning if you want to try to get me to do something on a game of a game night. Like, yeah. So back to the back to the grind. <laughs> yes, time to put myself in just that for the next eight months. Let's go. All right, we'll be back next week with more. An actual game recap. Ah, so exciting! <laughs> I'm... You have both been to a game. I know. Very exciting. The yeah. best part about being back in Colorado, full stop, is uh, being close to Ab's game. Yeah. In my opinion. Like... Yeah. Tune in next week. Hockey is back.